0: Hi, this is Anne Bowditch. I'm on my own for this podcast, which feels a little bit strange. But, uh, well, I do have the cats with me, so uh, you may hear all sorts of noises. Uh, Daisy's sat by me. She seems rather content and uh, a little bit interested in the microphone. And Lily's just come in making a lot of noise, so anything could happen today. I just want to talk really about the book, The Energy of Anxiety. It's with the publishers. They now um, are just putting the back cover together. So things are moving forward. Sometimes things take um, a little bit longer just because of the fact that I've got clients um, in between doing the bits that I need to for the book and sometimes occasionally I'm waiting for somebody to do something. So um, for those that have known for a long time about the book it probably feels like it's dragged out for a very long time but in a way I think it's been a good thing because it's allowed me to home it into something that I feel very pleased with now. So I'm just going to explain about the sections to start with the first being called about anxiety. And that is a little bit more of the very basic scientific side of the brain. And I refer to it as the anxiety brain. So we're looking at the key structures that are linked to anxiety. But I don't go into it in any great depth, mainly because um, I don't think there's a need to. I don't believe you need to know those structures. But I think sometimes it can just be helpful to understand that it's there for a reason, it happens for a reason, and your mind is actually trying to do its best for you. I talk about fear as well, and fear is a huge aspect of anxiety, but it also leads into many other areas of life. I also talk about how fear can escalate. So what can start as a relatively isolated type fear in specific situations can actually spread. So very often when people come to me as a client, they tell me that the anxiety or the fear that they have was very, sort of small or isolated only in certain situations but they've noticed that it's escalating and that's because of the way that the brain works in trying to do its best for you and I explain about that in the book so I won't go into much detail now and I talk a bit about our brain waves and this explains a little bit of how by doing good things for the mind the calming things we do for the mind can be beneficial and also actually when we're in a karma is when we're able to find solutions to problems when we're in the panic state we can't really generally find useful solutions to problems so that's really section one which is if you like the background gives us a general overview of what's going on and the second section I've called foundation for change Uh, This is quite a few chapters but they're all quite small chapters and it covers lots of different aspects and this was in many ways the big reason why I wrote the book because I was finding with not just anxiety sufferers but many other clients who were coming to me with whether it's self-confidence issues, self-esteem issues and just maybe weight issues as well, there were certain things that I was repeating and I don't feel this is what we may refer to in general as as therapy or counselling, but it's just me giving people the benefit of looking at things from a new and different perspective. And it's amazing how that can really help someone change how they see the world or how they see themselves. So looking at things from a different perspective, um, and this foundation for change. So to give you a bit of an overview, I talk about bullying in there. That's probably one of my biggest chapters. Um, Many, many people who have anxiety have been bullied in life. Um, So we cover that. I also talk a lot about the inner voice and how that inner voice can be very troublesome, sort of always looking for problems, um, and someone who suffers with anxiety is tending to want to give you that worst case scenario so you know you can cope with it, but then you realize you can 't cope with it, and then the spiral of anxiety gets worse. Someone who does not suffer with anxiety tends to think about just general things, so it 's not that their mind isn't thinking, but it might be very basic uh, if I think of my husband who. Um, poor man gets so often used in examples um, that he doesn't know Uh, he will mostly be thinking about karting or about running Um, probably very little about DIY unfortunately but uh, we live in hope Um, and I might think about cycling and I definitely think about my cats but there are times when I've experienced worry and maybe um, it would be classified also as anxiety for shorter periods. So I understand what it's like when that worry mind takes over. So we talk about that and later on there are um, various exercises, one of which includes um, working on that inner mind and how you can use it to become more of your best friend than your worst enemy. I talk a little bit about exercise and the importance of exercise but uh, how it's important to have that exercise routine a bit more balanced so it's not all very hardcore uh, cortisol, adrenaline-focused exercise. Doing calmer things is also very good for you. And some of the other general uh, challenges that we have in life, um, how we see ourselves, you know, that perfectionism. And many of these things can come to us through Events that have happened to us in the past um, often in our youth, very young ages we will form many beliefs about ourselves uh, beliefs about the world and maybe beliefs about other people as well. The book also explains about negativity and then positivity. So it's encouraging you to use your wonderful, powerful mind in the most positive way. And this book is not really a book to go through at great speed because I believe if you do that you won't be really absorbing the information and applying it and even in these early stages in in section two there's a few small exercises for you to do so what I found with the people that I've given the book to to read is they have said to me oh I just wanted to keep reading so I didn't do the exercises which is fabulous to hear because I know that they found the book interesting But when it comes to you and utilising the book for its best benefit, you really want to be doing those exercises. So whether you decide to read it all through and then go back over it and do the exercises, which I think would be a good way to do it, or if you just want to read it at a nice steady pace, do the exercises as you go. Because some of these exercises you need to keep applying to your daily life. And some of them won't take very long and they can bring great benefit by doing them over a period of time. So we look at various things, the patterns in your life, where in your life are the same things happening, what's the energy that you're giving out to the world. And definitely a section there on technology and social media. And again, looking at what are we putting out to the world, what are we um, paying attention to, and are we making our social media feeds as positive as we could, because there can be uh, an inclination to become negative. Now, you may have listened to an earlier podcast with Joe May on that very subject. And I also talk about creativity. I talk about gratitude. As many of the things we're aware in there, but I hope that you find that I bring something new to the table in how you look at these things and how you can apply them I'm very aware that people only have a certain amount of time, but it is important to apply time to your own well-being. But there are some very small, short exercises in here, and there are some longer ones. So um, coming out of the Foundation for Change section, then going into the Exercises section, again, there's a good number of exercises in there. It looks around 15 in terms of chapters there. So some of, again won't take you long to do some you can do throughout the day you can do when you're working as well some nobody else needs to know that you're doing and then others you can really go into them as deeply as you want to go into them and that's your choice so there's a combination of different things and now I mentioned that there's an exercise on the inner voice and it's one that I've used quite a lot with my clients it can be quite a fun exercise to do And again, just looking at that mindset and using your mind in the most powerful way. When people suffer with anxiety, they tend to use their mind in a more negative way. And of course, you think, how do I get out of this? And sometimes it's little steps. So taking those little steps to get out of it. Um, Again, talking about meditation and also looking at you and what's so good about you because again I find when people suffer with anxiety they don't focus on their talents, their skills, their attributes they don't focus on what they're really good at so it is important to acknowledge the things you've achieved in life to acknowledge what you do well and then maybe look at how you can apply all of that to overcoming anxiety there's some real quick Energy techniques in there, um, some very simple energy techniques. And again, the more that you use these things, the better you'll get at them. And also, the more you'll be able to clear. So, the good thing about energy techniques is, with some of them, you don't need to go into the stories. You can just go into the feeling. So, energy is a really great tool. And as I said, there's there's a good fifteen or so exercises in that section which are the more um, more in-depth exercises but even within there there's some really short exercises that will take you 30 seconds to a minute so there's no real excuse for not doing those. So I believe that by putting all this together you have a really good opportunity to take charge of that anxiety. There may be some chapters that you feel don't over apply to you and That's absolutely fine. But these are the pieces of information that I found I've been utilising a lot with my clients. Uh, I've been saying these things to my clients for the last few years. And I find it has made a difference. And sometimes I find you just need permission from somebody else to um, not feel guilty, to take time out for you, I don't call taking time out for yourself selfish. I call it self-preservation. It's something that we need to do. It's something that we must do. And this is the problem with the world that we live in now. It's a fast-moving world. People are busy. People are stressed. And this is why there's so many more people suffering anxiety, depression, fatigue, and many other issues. So I hope that gives you... An overview of the book, I believe there's something in there for pretty much every anxiety sufferer. One of the things people have said is that there's a good element of humour in there. So hopefully you'll pick up on some of that. When I see clients on a one-to-one basis, I like to make the sessions relaxed um, and where possible enjoyable. Um, obviously there are times when we have to release the uh, more serious issues and deal with those but there are times when we can have a giggle and um, that's not that's a good thing you know uh, having a bit of fun is really um, healing as well having a laugh is a good thing. The other thing that people have commented on is it doesn't go too in depth. So even though, for instance, I explain a little bit about some of the techniques, I haven't necessarily gone into great depth. Because if you're interested in going into those things at a deeper level and learning more about where they came from, you can search for that on the internet. You don't need me to regurgitate that. What I really wanted to do with this book is come out with the information that's going to be beneficial and the give you some new perspectives to look at life in a different way, to look at yourself in a different way and um, keep those chapters fairly short and to the point. I'm, I'm a very to the point type person. I, I'm not much of a flower of words. So uh, I feel like the book is a reflection of that. And the good thing is, like I say, people have wanted to read it um all the way through to the end um and if anything go back and do the exercises because they just want to hear what the next message is i hope you enjoy it i hope you achieve everything that you desire to achieve i hope that you use the exercises because i really believe it can make such a huge difference for you if you do i'm happy to hear uh feedback keep following there's going to be more podcasts i hope um, hopefully I'll get my buddy Joe back at some point and um, she can join me for some more podcasts because it's good fun sharing um, sharing those with Joe and uh, basically having a chat because we quite like a chat uh, keep looking out for it I will have a launch date at some point soon I hope so keep following, keep listening um, there's a page on Facebook entitled the energy of anxiety or energy of anxiety there's the website which is energyofanxiety.com. I'm also on Instagram, which is just my name, and without any a double N, Bowditch. So look for me on there. There's loads of lovely little um, quotes, some of which are from the book. So there's lots of stuff out there. And together, we're Crack It. So all the best. And as I say, keep following. Thank you.